678-679-7777 or find us online at ryanbeasleylaw.com. In every case, for every client, in courtrooms across the state, Ryan Beasley Law, ryanbeasleylaw.com. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. The undisputed sports talk leader for the upstate. Let's go now, you murder! We are 105.5 and 97.5 so four, where every day is game day. If there's a fire in your kitchen and when your roof just won't stop now, that is a bop. That's what Kelly Gramlich would call a bop. Okay. I'm a, I'm a fan of that. that. That's the vibe we're going for here in Hour 2 on a Friday. Appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, before we get to Brock's phone call, a quick update on the uh, on our poll question on our website, theroyfm.com slash polls, the Royal Mobile app. Click the poll tab. Who do you think will win the Super Bowl right now? 57.7% of our audience says the Niners over the Chiefs. I want to know... Who you think is going to win the Super Bowl and why? That's what. What are you looking for? Any props you like? Uh, this is the time to get those in here. Yeah, and I, I want to talk about those. Uh, and I, I, we've got Brock on hold. He wants to talk about prop bets. Uh, let me just say one thing about Jamie's call about basketball. Um, the, the one thing I would disagree with. He said you need to win at Syracuse to validate the North Carolina win. You know. I don't see any connection at all to that. Actually, I, I don't think you're. I don't think you need to validate anything. I mean, you you won that game, whether regardless of what happens this weekend. I mean, to to, to suggest that you have to go to Syracuse to win in order f- to validate a win in the in, in a building that you've won twice now in your in your life, I, I struggle to find that connection. Now. I think I think Clemson should win there, and I, I would imagine they're going to be favored there when the lines come out. If I haven't seen one yet, but I, I don't know. I does it if you if you were to lose at Syracuse, does it change the season? I mean, potentially, but but I don't think it has anything to do with what happened in Chapel Hill. I think you bring up a good point there. I, I mean, does losing to Clemson? Uh, take away from North Carolina's win over Duke before it? I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't think it does. Here's the difference, and I'm glad you brought this up because I really wasn't thinking about it in this way when, when I uh, was listening to Jamie talk. Really, I was trying to figure out how do I answer this? Because I, I think this, like, what do they need to do down the stretch? They need to just play like they play. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't, I think the the conversation that Jamie wants to have here, and I'm not saying he's wrong to have it historically or anything like that. Yeah, and, and Jamie's a Jamie's a good basketball yes, fan. I, you know, I'm, he is. I'm not I'm not. Go- I've heard that other places too. 
That's right. My The issue is not with the question. It is the timing of the question because that win, as you said, that win at, at North Carolina is self-validating. That win is a self-validating win. You know how I know that? Because people have validated it. I don't think anyone, because of where Clemson stands right now, in, in relation to the bubble and the conversation or whatever, I think people are saying we'd like to see Clemson continue to play well, but no one is saying if Clemson loses to Syracuse, then we have questions and they're not in the tournament. Yeah. Like, Jamie's Jamie's question is appropriate if the Tigers were viewed as a bubble team. They are not being viewed as a bubble team right now. They are being viewed as a team that is solidly in the field, which is exactly, to your point, why no one is, is questioning the validity of North Carolina's win over Duke because they lost to... Clemson, because North Carolina is solidly in the tournament field. They are not a bubble team. And in, in terms of Syracuse, Quack, I'm not exactly sure who they are. They've had some games where they they've looked they've they've played very well, but then I you know I, I want to call them an athletic team, but at the same time. I just watched Louisville be more athletic than they were up and down the court. And, they, I mean, they really should have lost to Louisville at home this week. I mean, they were they really should have. They they had – Louisville had them beat. Um, but it's it's game to game. I mean, it, you know, they could play completely different tomorrow. Who knows? I, I'm, I'm going to Syracuse in a couple hours pretty confident that the Tigers are going to win. The two question marks that I have, I, I don't offer this as an excuse in any way, shape, or form. Just observation, things that bother me. Number one, noon game on the road is a is a completely different schedule, and you haven't done that in a long, long time. Now, this is a mature enough team that that should not be a problem. Uh, but still, that's an unknown. You know, I, I don't I don't know what that looks like. Should be fine. I'm not sure they're going to get to shoot in that building before the game at all. I'm not sure about even tonight. That was um, going to be my question because they they really haven't had a noon game on the road this year. I, I don't remember having one last year. Uh-uh. It's <laughs> been a long time. My memory is cloudy on such things. The other thing is Joseph Girard is going back to before he played for Clemson. I would, as an outsider looking at, I would say, "Well, that's that's the building Joe built," which is not true. But in the, you know, last four years up there, Joseph Gerard was a household name in Syracuse. I mean, he, he just he was the he was the man, right? Yes. How does he react to being back there? You know, is, and again, he's a mature enough player, old enough guy. I I would um, you should be able to handle that, but I've never been in that situation. You know, and and. I think it would be natural to assume he has mixed emotions going up there. I say all that to say you need Joseph Gerard to keep hitting outside shots. You need to you need to keep hitting shots. And this is a team that's going to give you shots. I mean, their their defensive metrics are not great. The only times they can stop you are when you turn the ball over, because they they when you shoot the ball you make it, and they don't shoot a high percentage. The last two games. Um, now, I will say this about Syracuse. They want to run, like, quickly, and they want to trap you quickly, and they do not want to guard for a very – they are the sixth quickest defensive team in the country. Only five teams play an average of shorter defensive possessions than they do. 
You're going to, like, North, I watched them play North Carolina. North well, Carolina freely ran and got shots mm-hmm. easily. Yeah, and you know, Clemson's deep enough that they can do that if they need to. That's right. You know, I mean, so this this could be a game that you see a whole lot more Josh Beadle because what you just described is, is that's right in that kid's wheelhouse, right? That's right. Um, the other thing is, it, it may be a game where you don't have as much Jack Clark and and more Chauncey Wiggins. Pace and space. Right. 95.5 points a game in the last two. Syracuse has given up. 95.5 points. Um, they gave up 92 to Louisville and won on a controversial goaltend. Basically because Louisville scored and then forgot to get back. That's essentially right. what happened at the end of the game. They just forgot That's, to get back. You're right. By the way, I didn't think it was goaltend. Did you? No, it was not a goal. It was a terrible call. I, I don't see how you go to review and, and 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 I don't know. We won't get into all that. But, I mean, how do you go to review and you can't tell that the ball had not hit the backboard first and it was still going up? Um, I, I could I – could, I could tell that in one replay on television, but officials huddling around a monitor couldn't. That, I, that it shocks me. It should have taken 15 seconds. It doesn't seconds. shock me. <laughs> <laughs> they may have had the crew from Clemson Duke. I don't know. Uh, let's go to Brock in Powdersville, who's up with us next. 654-ROAR is the number. Brock, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I just wanted to discuss my uh, player props real quick. It's a little bit different from the props y'all are discussing. This is uh, stuff that I'm playing on prize picks, which, as far as I know, daily fantasy is like the only thing legal in South Carolina. That's right. As far as uh, gambling goes, so um, I have figured out that playing basketball on prize picks is a little bit easier than playing football, just because uh, they've added college basketball in there and uh, taking PJ Hall and taking Talon Cooper from South Carolina works out well. I enjoy doing that. I like that. But, you know, uh, I might, I might give that a shot. I've not tried the prize picks. That's where you sort of like, you, you, you bet it. You, you, uh, like you, you. I don't even know, like how it works. You, you get you like create, free ride. You, you make a certain you amount. Parlays. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I took. Uh, oh no! Oh no! Our overlords dropped. Rock. Oh, there we go. There we go. He's back. Hey, start start again, Brock, yeah, start on over. what you uh, what you picked. I picked PJ Hall over twenty one points at North Carolina and Talon Cooper over half a three pointer. And it, I put twenty five down and I won seventy five bucks. Those are so, good bets. Those are yeah, good. Those, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but for the Super Bowl I did two different ones. I don't know which one is the insurance one because I think they're both gonna hit, but that's a bad spot to be in when you think they're both gonna hit. Uh, my first one is just a two-leg. It's Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown and Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown. Okay. Um, and then my second one is, well, Price Picks is running a promotion where they give you a free square, basically. And that free square was Pat Mahomes over half a passing yard. So that's the start of my three-leg. Uh, I've never seen that one fail other than the Aaron Rodgers uh, Monday night Achilles. So hopefully nothing like that happens. Um, but Pat Mahomes over half a passing yard. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco over 67 and a half rushing yards. Yep. And uh, Kyle Juszczyk over four and a half rushing or receiving yards. Ooh. So uh, hopefully we can come out with one of those and win some money. Uh, but like I said, NBA is a lot easier. And I was actually, I know you're 
you like looking at numbers, Clark, I was going to ask you if you could start maybe doing some NBA uh, prop bets because, um, like, night to night, those, they do, like, points, rebounds, assists. Uh, like, Derek White the other night was at eight and a half. He had 21 points, rebounds, and assists combined. So a lot of those are a lot easier. But I was just wondering what your thoughts were on those player props, and, and hopefully I would like to get some feedback on some other ones. But thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks very much, Brock. Appreciate the phone call. You know, when I've been, and I, I say this with hesitancy, I, when I've been in, in states that allow betting, I've just sort of played around with it, okay, on a couple different platforms. I would agree with him. Like, taking, for instance, taking uh, Jokic, points, rebounds, and assists, winner. Like, I want, on Sunday, I took Jokic and it was somebody else. It was a two-for-one, took it, nailed it. Um, I've been hitting in these NFL playoff games. We've been in, like, we've been in New York and Virginia, and so with the, uh, with the playoff games, I've been able to do it. And they're small, went like five, ten bucks a pop, nothing major. But you start taking rushing overs. Rushing overs have been big. Montgomery, Gibbs, over overs have been big. Pacheco over was big in the Bills game. Um, I'm taking a Pacheco over in this game. That's one of my two. Uh, that's one of my two prop bets that I've given out. The other one that I haven't given out yet that I'll go ahead and say is I'm taking Debo Samuel over four and a half receptions in this game. Now, I don't actually know what this... I took it last week at that. I don't know what it is right now. I don't know if you can get the same price I got on it. But I parlayed those two, and it's basically a 2-to-1 payout. It's a little bit better than 2-to-1. The reason I like Samuel over 4.5 is because I'm trying to figure out San Francisco's trying to win the Super Bowl. Who is going to touch the ball for San Francisco? It's going to be McCaffrey, whose numbers are all inflated. It's going to be potentially George Kittle, but when Debo Samuel's been healthy, Kittle has been unreliable. And I think I think they want Debo Samuel to touch the ball like 10 times in this game, either rushes or receptions. And the Chiefs have not given up a lot of yards in the horizontal run game. They like to give Debo the ball a couple times there. I think he's going to get like six or seven catches in this game. I mean, 10 touches to me seems like a no-brainer. Exactly. I, I think the 49ers have to – Debo's got to touch the ball 10-plus for them to win this game, right? Yes, I think so. Uh, to me, other than McCaffrey, he's the guy you got to get the ball to because when Samuel and Ayuk have been on the field, George, as somebody who had George Kittle in fantasy, I can tell you this, George Kittle's production goes up whenever either or both of those guys are out. And the Niners maybe lose, but Kittle's gonna Kittle's gonna eat. I feel better about Kelsey having a big game uh, today because the Chiefs have no reliable receivers. Really, uh, I feel I feel better about Kelsey having a big game than I do about Kittle for sure. Um, I'm a little bit hesitant. He was talking about anytime touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit hesitant to do anytime touchdown scores as pass catchers. For those of us who may not know, what does okay. any time touchdown mean? That is any time in the game you get a rushing or receiving touchdown. So, for instance, one thing that I did twice, and it hit both times, is I took Josh Allen's rushing yards over and coupled that with Josh Allen any time touchdown because he's going to run it in from one yard out. Inside the five, he's going to run it in. Without a doubt. So, mm-hmm. I, Christian McCaffrey any time touchdown, I would take. Because who else is going to carry the ball with San Francisco? That seems fine. The Travis Kelsey one, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to look at him in the red zone. 
But the Chiefs are also looking for that. So I would be a little bit... Like, if something seems obvious from a Chiefs standpoint in terms of who's going to score, I would almost rather take Mahomes and think he's going to run it in from one yard on a bootleg or something like that. Okay. Uh, let's let's get Ed in here real quick. And then on the other side, it'll be my final segment. Uh, I, let's talk about some of these. And I don't know where you stand on this game in terms of just an outright winner. So Okay. I have a feeling where you're going, and I'm going to try to talk you out of it. <laughs> okay, good. We'll talk about it. Let's go to Ed, who's up with us next on the phones. What's up, Ed? Hey, uh, I think Gerard is going to embrace this moment. I think uh, the game the other night in North Carolina, I don't know what it is about the road that sparks these guys and they're back on the road, and I hope they will continue at home. I see a double-digit win coming tomorrow in the big game. And I'm more excited about it in the Super Bowl and this season going forward. And uh, I've already called it, just as a reminder, 49ers 28, Chefs 20. So, yeah. Oh, Ben, don't forget to bring those steaks back. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> there, I'm going to start a marinating tomorrow, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, Ed. Ed said he's more, he's more excited about Clemson-Syracuse. I'm telling you, Clemson could drop a big number in this game. They are offensively good enough. If they are, if their leg, if they've got their legs uh, underneath them, if they're locked in mentally to what they're doing, if they don't fall into the trap of too much one-on-one playing into Syracuse's mm-hmm. propensity to want you to shoot bad shots quickly. I think if there's a high assist rate in this game, Clemson's scoring 85 plus. Yeah, and uh, we got to go to break here. But Texter uh, a while ago asked what that building is like is it hard to shoot in uh as somebody who can't shoot in any kind of building that's hard for me to say i I will tell you as somebody i mean i've been in that building for basketball 10 times now maybe um i i think they do a great job of making a huge building feel small and uh, it it doesn't to me doesn't really have bad sight lines the, they go into they go side to side in what would be an end zone for football. So three parts of the court are you feels pretty normal. I mean, it won't feel any difference in the carrier dome than it would being in terms of the end zone than it would at the Dean Dome. I mean, it really. It, in fact, I would venture to say that the top rows of the Dean Dome are higher. I know they are than in the carrier dome. It's the one side. It's the side opposite the benches. Uh, from a television perspective, it would be behind the TV cameras. That's the big part of the arena. But I don't. I don't. I don't know that that would distract a shooter. No, and you know what? It's a bright floor too. It is. It's an open building, so it's it's aesthetically pleasing to watch a game in there too. Yeah, it is. So I. Um, yeah, I mean to answer your question, I, I don't think. I actually think it's a it's a good basketball building if you can believe that. I mean, they do a good job of making it feel like basketball, and they're going to show up too. I mean, they, the crowd, the turnouts are not depressed by at not that much. Yeah. Now they they've been all, their their attendance has been off this year, but I would say a Saturday noon game with Joseph Gerard coming to town that will not be the case tomorrow. I would agree. All right, final segment. We'll go back to the phones. We'll have some analysis of the Super Bowl coming up next.
Mark your calendar for February 26th from noon until 1.30. It's the annual State of Clemson with special guests including Clemson University President Jim Clements and Clemson City Mayor Robert Halfacre. Register at the Clemson Area Chamber of Commerce website at clemsonareachamber.org. Join area leaders and businesses for the annual State of Clemson, Monday, February 26th at the Madron Center at 12 noon. Advance registration is required. clemsonareachamber.org. Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glen Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sumbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. This is Greg Elliott of the Prosperity Group. Are you retiring anytime soon? Are you concerned about the market volatility? What about all the banks that have gone under? Do you realize that now there's over 144 banks that could be having problems? Folks, is your cash safe in the bank? What are your options? Let me show you how to, we can protect your money, add money to your retirement account, create a pension-like income, and an inflation-friendly increasing income, and we'll help you with tax-free strategies. Call me at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com. Carolina Top Dressing is your go-to solution for maintaining a healthy and vibrant lawn. With our specialized soil conditioning program, we ensure your grass stays nutritious and healthy. Right now, take advantage of our limited time offer and receive a free lawn aeration when you sign up for our program. Trust us to help your lawn thrive all season long. Visit us now at carolinatopdressing.com for your free quote. And as always, go Tigers! Hey, it's Toby from Wendy's. Picture a Baconator. The six strips of Applewood smoked bacon, the hot and juicy beef, the pretzel bun. Wait, pretzel bun? A pretzel Baconator. And it's only here for a limited time? And right now you can get $3 off mobile orders of $15 or more with the offer in the Wendy's app? This changes everything. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new Pretzel Baconator. Limited time only or participating U.S. Wendy's. $15 minimum required before taxes and fees. Account registration required. Spring is coming, and with it, pollen season. Be ready to rid your ride of pollen by purchasing your Tiger Express Wash Anywhere Unlimited Fast Pass. Visit Tiger Express Wash online or any of their three locations for a pre-purchased monthly pass that can be used as often as you like at all Tiger Express wash sites in Clemson, Pendleton, and Easley. You can be ready in advance with a fast pass from Tiger Express Wash. More locations, same quality care. Tax Talk with Straight Talk. You give and you give. This tax season you get with Straight Talk Wireless. You get a reliable 5G network and unlimited data and a new Samsung Galaxy A15 for just $99. So you can give your janky phone to your kid. Yeah! Good talk. Switch to Straight Talk for plans starting as low as $25 a line per month for four lines. Find us at Walmart and StraightTalk.com. For network management practices, visit StraightTalk.com. Device offer ends 41424. In-store activation on single silver unlimited plan or higher required. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Taxes and fees apply. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Tuning in from the car? Stay connected to The Roar after you run your errands using our app or website. Download The Roar app on your phone by searching WCCPFM The Roar in the App Store. 
or tune in on our website, theroarfm.com slash listen. Continues out of bounds. We press on here on the program. Uh, interesting to think about this Super Bowl game. I We've got a poll up on our website, theroyfram.com slash polls, the Royal Mobile app. Click the poll tab. Right now, 49ers getting 55.6% of the vote. Chiefs getting 44.4% of the vote. Go ahead and uh, cast your vote. Let your voice be heard. This is the time. This is the place. This is your opportunity to get in with your predictions of how the game's going to go, who's going to win the MVP, what props do you have, what are you taking, all that stuff. Um, you said you're going to try to talk me out of what you think I might be doing for this game, which I, I find to be an incredibly fun phrasing uh, of, the, uh, of the question. <laughs> well, a, a caller, uh, John from Anderson, off the air, did ask how you were doing in our picks because... He wanted to know if he needed to go with you or against you. <laughs> Can I tell you? And I said, uh, "We're we're we're going to discuss that." Actually, um, I haven't. I looked at it the first time in about two weeks today. Quack, you've been doing a lot, buddy. I've been doing a lot. Well, you know, if you got to try to crawl your way out of it, and what you do when you try to crawl your way out of it is either you dig the hole worse or you dig it the same. <laughs> and I'm I'm pretty much where I was two weeks ago. Just treading water. Um. I so <laughs> there's not going to be more lifeboats coming. Yeah, uh huh. Um, don't worry about it. We're we're, we're I, I got I got a good feeling about uh, I got a good feeling about this one. Okay, okay you were. Uh, let's see. I man, I can't tell what. Yeah, you've <laughs> been. been you've, so, there's been so many. There's been so many. Quack has eight hundred and eighty dollars in the bank right now. Uh, and that's basically where you've been since middle of football season. Since before that, the stupid bowl right? season, the end of bowl season, a uh, bowl season wrecked me. I was probably three and ten in the bowl game. I mean, it was it was horrible. It wrecked us all. It was horrible. That was that was bowl a terrible. Was tough. So uh, yeah, and then uh, Christmas Day NBA betting was even worse. I think I lost a hundred bucks on Christmas Day. I am. Um, I'm at two thousand nine hundred and fifty. So <laughs> wise investor. Yeah. Um somebody when we were at baseball the other day, somebody I will not say who the staffer was, mm-hmm. someone poked his head out and said, We do any better in the picks? <laughs> that was it. It was hey Quok, we do any better in the picks? And uh we started chuckling. He said, you know, I was I was riding for a little bit there, like making a couple plays, doing stuff. And uh he said, you know, you, you were giving out some good ones, but then I, you know, I, I saw on Twitter the other day, you gave out some that didn't really hit, and so I wondered, how, how's he doing right now? So he's just checking. It was a wellness check. I'm I'm only 300% up on you, is all. That's so, all. That's, that's it. No no biggie. Maybe close the gap by 2050. I think you're going 49ers in this game. That's what I think. Okay. Can I tell you if the 49ers win, can I tell you what I think it'll look like since you've pegged me on that side? Okay. Uh, I think the 49ers have to possess the ball. I th- I mean, it, it sort of goes without saying. One thing the Chiefs have done, they they have possessed the ball. 
They have, they possess the ball against the Bills. They possess the ball against the Dolphins. They've continued to possess the ball over and over again. We've seen it. Uh, they possess the ball against the Ravens. You, you keep that offense off the field. The Niners have to possess the ball. And in order to do that, they have to fight this thing that the Chiefs have done, which is the Chiefs have convinced you, whoever you are out there facing the Chiefs, that you have to do the thing you don't want to do to win the game. So if you're the 49ers, you have to do whatever it is that got you there. That McCaffrey, Samuel, Kittle, Purdy, however you want to utilize your personnel, just do it. Don't let the Chiefs change your mind about what it is that you want to do. The Ravens ran it six times with their running backs, and the Bills ran the ball and took no chances. That is wild that the Chiefs force those teams that are very self-assured into being the opposite of themselves in critical spots. So if it, the the Niners, it's going to look familiar to a Niners fan if they win. I know that's a weird way to say it, but the Chiefs make the game look unfamiliar to fans of your team. So I think that's what it's going to look like. I'm going big with the Chiefs on this game. Big? Yeah, spoiler alert. I'm going big with the Chiefs. Like, I'm feeling generous. I told you I got $29.50 in the bank. Quack, I might. I think I'm going to do like $500. $500? We'll just go go $500 on this. I mean, why not? That's a pick. That's a pick. What? Quack. Chiefs. At Bills, where does that rank in terms of most difficult playoff games thus far? I think it is the I think I think it was the toughest to win of either one of these two teams, with the possible exception of the Niners home game against the Packers, where they were not the better team and they sort of I thought they were very fortunate. You to think win that, that was game. harder than winning in Buffalo and, and I don't I don't think so. Let me also remind you Good point. Uh, of Chiefs Ravens. Also true. I thought Baltimore was terrible. I just thought they were objectively yeah. awful in the game. They did they they did kind of wet the bed, but in in terms of who you beat I I, I to me those are the toughest two games. Um that anybody's won and you know you, you kind of doubted the Chiefs. There's also just this thought that I can't make myself go against Mahomes. I, I just can't. And listen, I think I think Brock Purdy doesn't get near enough credit by some. Like it, he is not an elite quarterback. He is not an MVP type quarterback. But the the kid is solid as nails, man. And I don't think he's gotten enough credit. But at the same time, this is this is the Super Bowl. And if the game is on the line, do you trust Brock Purdy or do you trust Patrick Mahomes in a in a final possession type drive? I I just can't make myself go against KC. I just can't do it. I'm going Chiefs here too. Are you? I'm with you on this. Oh well. I'm with I, my, you. my work here is a <laughs> You were you were, you were already going cheese. I, I think I was, I, and I, I was. I think the 49ers over the course of the season have proved to be the better team in this game. But so had the Bills. 
and so had the Ravens. Yeah, listen, and the the 49ers are they've looked better this season. I, I'll give you that. And you know, and Texture says, why is he not pretty not MVP worthy? I, I I'm not I'm talking more big picture. In, he's had a great year. I mean, he he's had a great year. He's proved a whole lot of people wrong, and I'm I'm rooting for him. I am. But this is a different animal, man. This is a different animal Sunday. Can I can I answer that question? That it, it's a, it's a fine question because you're you're reading a stat sheet, whatever. And I'm big stat sheet guy, big nerd, big stat sheet guy. So I'm not. I, I don't want to be hypocritical here. But to me, Brock Purdy's not MVP worthy because he's not. It's like somebody being a Hall of Famer. Like he he is a Hall of Famer because he is. Yeah. He's not a Hall of Famer because he's not. In my opinion, Brock Purdy is the fourth most important player on his team on offense. Yeah, and I, you're not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not taking away from him. Right. You, at, you don't take all. away. I, I love the story of Brock Purdy. I, I really do. It's hopeful. If you're a franchise who doesn't have, like, who doesn't have a first-round pick at quarterback or who has other needs, but you might get a quarterback later you can take a flyer on it is permission for you to do that and explore that route. It is, but you also need to recognize that he's a unicorn, kind of. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, Mr. Irrelevant in the draft, that just so rarely ever happens. That oh, yeah. a, a late-round quarterback develop. It, it, you know, you, you have one here and there that does, but, uh, I mean, Purdy is, he's an exception to the rule, to what's generally the rule, right? Yes, and you know what? Um, I I am not a fan of the of the talk about you know I I I will say this I think every quarterback that has success is a product of their system to some degree. A lot of people disagree with me on that. I don't think a quarterback can have success outside of a system that allows you to have success. Um, Patrick Mahomes, whose receivers drop the ball all the time, doesn't look like an MVP. I mean, yeah. they just don't. So, and I would also point out that Trey Lance was a top five pick that didn't work in the 49ers offense. Yeah, you know, and, and here another text pushing back to the thought of a system quarterback says, "Looks like he broke out of the system against the Lions and and ran the ball. He did, but recognize that you are talking about outlier situations versus Patrick Mahomes." I mean, there's understand that he didn't suddenly become some mobile quarterback because he did it in one game. I, I, now, I do think it opens up the their eyes a little bit. Say there's a little more juice to this kid than we realize. But like that, that's still the exception. That's not the rule for me yet. Correct. Well, and you know what? He made big plays against the Lions. He, he was the, the drive against the Packers. He made great throws. He was awful in that. He was atrocious yeah. against the Packers until the very end of the game when he made all the critical plays. Yeah, and and listen, I guess the, they don't beat the Lions without him and his legs. They they don't. But but that's again, that's think about who you're comparing that against, who you're comparing that to, and I say that I in no way am I putting Patrick Mahomes in the Tom Brady category but I kind of am in in turn I mean legacy wise 
man, he's got he's got a he's got a million miles to go before you have that conversation. But in terms of there were a lot of times that New England Patriots were not the best team, but when the game was on the line, Gronkowski, uh, Brady, you just knew they were going to get it done. You just knew they were. And when they didn't, and, and, you were shocked. And with Belichick, and Belichick too. That's the way that I feel about Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and maybe Travis Kelsey. I mean, I I don't care if they're not good in the first three quarters. If they got a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter, the game's on the line, there's no way I can go against that. Here's what's funny about this too. As we've gone through the season, isn't it true that the Chiefs not only have the better quarterback in this game? By the way, you don't y'all are Y'all are making us sound like haters on Brock Purdy. You don't have to say Brock Purdy can't do something to say that you feel better about Patrick Mahomes doing that thing. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're saying. Like, it's absurd to think that, to say, I'm not necessarily a Mahomes fan either, uh, Mr. Clown on on the text line. I'm not. I'm just telling you how I feel about a a second-year quarterback versus probably the best player in the league right now. I Call me crazy. Yeah, exactly. I think that there are three reasons to pick the Chiefs. One is they have the better quarterback. Two is they have the better head coach. Kyle Shanahan has not been great at closing out these games. OC of the Falcons, anybody? Uh, And then the head coach of the Niners, they're up 10 in the fourth, and the Chiefs come back and beat them. Four years ago, that happened. We saw this game. But the third thing is the Chiefs, this is something I don't think people realize. The Chiefs have a better defense. The Chiefs are better defensively than the Niners are. The Niners do not get pressure on the quarterback. Running backs have had field days against San Francisco. The Niners are going to have to play defense the way they haven't played the second half of the season or the playoffs in order to beat Kansas City. Or Kansas City is going to have to make mistakes. That win they had at Buffalo, you know, they're going to walk away from the Bills if they don't fumble at the one. That's what, The Chiefs could gag in other ways besides Mahomes' Andy Reid. They could gag, but I'm willing to take that chance. I'm willing to take the chance that the team with the better quarterback and the better coach and the better defense is going to win the game. I have to go. Let me just say, uh, unsolicited testimonial here from uh, William on on Twitter talking about EC Sports and Upstate Muscle. Just sending a picture of the uh, Cinnamon Crunch Iso Whey Protein. Just got it. Mix it heavy. You'll thank me later. You'll love it. You'll love it. Go up, go about 125%. Whew. You'll love it. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, safe travel, sir. Thank you. Pack warm. Eh. <laughs> Airplanes have heat. Indoor sport, too. Uh, stay with us. Hour two of the program continues. More on the Super Bowl. 654 Roars and number. You want to join us on the phones on the Adams and Go Roofing text line after this. One Tom Plumber will be there in an hour, or they'll discount your bill. In one hour? Yeah. Just dial the number one, then Tom Plumber. That's their name. That's their number. Call the plumber whose name is his number. One Tom Plumber. One Tom Plumber. 
Insurance issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. RAMP.com slash sports. Whether you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, see for yourself why the team at Ralph Hayes Toyota and Anderson has been blocking out the competition for 75 years. PJ Hall here letting you know if you want to stay on top during the regular and postseason, Ralph Hayes Toyota has your next ride. From their certified pre-owned to all their new 2024 Toyotas, South Carolina's oldest Toyota dealer welcomes you. Ralph Hayes Toyota, Clemson Boulevard, Anderson. We wrote the book on price. Ralph Hayes Toyota. Finding a dealership alternative just got easier. With three locations in Greenville, Cherrydale, and Anderson, First Class Halt is here to service your Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. With ASE certified technicians, state-of-the-art equipment, free shuttles, customer rewards program, and a limited lifetime warranty on parts and labor, we stand behind our work. So if you're looking for an independent service shop who treats you like a customer, not a number, look no further than firstclasshalt.com. And while you are there, take advantage of our new customer offer, First Class Halt, your dealership alternative. The big game is Sunday, and Nick and Mike Bar and Grill is your headquarters in the Clemson area. Enjoy great football, food and drink specials, 10% off their award-winning wings, and beer specials all for the big game between San Fran and KC. Nick and Mike in the West Western Clemson invite you to join them Sunday from the early afternoon through the postgame for the biggest game of the year. Come one, come all from Seneca, Anderson, Six Mile, Pendleton, and Clemson. Nick and Mike Bar and Grill in Clemson's Best Western Hotel. Crank it up and embarrass your children. The Roar, where every day is game day. One week from today, one week from today, Clemson baseball, uh, Clemson softball trying to go for 2-0 and tonight against Indiana, 7 o'clock. Uh, you can hear that right here on uh, The Roar, right after Road Rage with Walt Tula. We're just easing you right on in there. Tony Shufo and Reedy Davenport with the call on that one. Texture from the 864 says, Quok, I got my Valentine tickets to Tigers versus Miami and Little John. Uh, best Valentine plan yet. It's a good Valentine's Day plan uh, if you're uh, trying to watch the Tigers. You got a little uh, Wednesday, Thursday next week with men's basketball at home against Miami on Wednesday and then women's basketball at home on Thursday against Georgia Tech. There we go. Mike Vaughn is sitting in uh, for the remainder of the show. Mike, how are you, sir? Doing good, Qualt. Uh, Iron Man, are you doing Road Rage 2? you going to do the 4 for 4? 
The rarely tried, never accomplished four for four situation. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Wow, I don't hear myself. So. Oh, oh, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. Something's going. Ben left me hanging here. Mike What's said the uh, Mike said the voices. The voices are uh, the voices are gone. We'll get it figured out. All right, very good. But yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, it's been it's been a great day here at the Roar. I've gotten to be here since the wee hours of the morning and uh, getting a little extra work done in between while uh, while Ben was sitting in this chair and he asked me to to take you home for the rest of the way as he uh, gets on a plane to New York. Let's uh, let's talk a little Super Bowl. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. I I heard uh, a little bit of you with Mickey this morning, a little bit of you with with Brad. So I've got a a bit of an idea of where you're coming from on this. Uh, ben and I both took the Chiefs. You like Kansas City or San Francisco? I uh, while I was on with Brad, I picked San Francisco by three. I, I'm, okay, I'm going a little bit lower scoring. I picked a 2017 in favor of the Niners. That would be an underplay because I, the, the total's still sort in that 47, 47 and a half range. So that would that would definitely be uh, that would definitely be an underplay there. And I do think I don't think I see this game going into the 30s. And the re- the reason really is that I think the Chiefs, I, I just, for whatever reason, and I, I, I don't know what it is, I think people have been a little bit slow, like generally, I'd say general population, been a little bit slow, because I was a little bit slow, to recognize that the Chiefs are doing this a different way. Uh, in the past when they've made Super Bowl runs, they might have been an opportunistic defense. Like, I would consider a couple of these teams that have gotten this far to be similar to, like, one of the Colts teams with Peyton Manning that, like, if they weren't sacking the quarterback or forcing turnovers, they were going to give up a seven-play, 70-yard or 80-yard touchdown. That's just, that's what it felt like in some of those teams. As I, as, I was, uh, as I was watching those teams, that's what it felt like. You're either creating havoc and big plays or you're you're giving up sustained drives. This Chiefs team defensively, it's just significantly better. And I'll go back again. I've said this many times, but I think this is the key point. And I I think it was Dan Orlovsky. I, I don't remember exactly who said it. But whoever made the point that, that in the last two games, the Chiefs have forced the Bills into playing conservative because of the looks that they gave them, and they felt like, the, the Bills felt like they could just sort of Pick their poison. They they chose it, and they they chose a style that wasn't really what they were comfortable with. They ran the ball, especially early in the game. They ran the ball a lot. They were sitting on it. It was a safe passing game. Allen wasn't YOLO ball, Josh Allen. It was very conservative and very safe in a way that the Bills and Josh Allen, for better or worse, don't like to be conservative or safe. And then you go into Baltimore where... I, like so many people, uh, the couple days after the uh, the Ravens Chiefs game, so many people are talking about that it seemed like Lamar Jackson wanted to prove a point, like Todd Monken wanted to prove a point. That's that's laughable. Not that not that people thought that because you've got to explain it somehow. Why is it that your running backs carry the ball six times when you're the rushingest team in the league? Why is it in the biggest game of your life in the biggest game of your season? You would just go away from that. Well, the answer is not because Todd Munkin's an idiot or Lamar Jackson doesn't understand how to win or anything like that. And I can't imagine after 20 weeks, 19 weeks, whatever it is, of playing a certain way that Lamar Jackson woke up and was like, you know what, we've been doing it this way 19 weeks, but today is my day. 
And I'm not going to run it. I'm going to throw it. And no matter what the call is, I'm checking the passes and like I'm just going to take the game. That doesn't make any sense. Right? I mean, that's that's just not that's not ordinarily what happens. The Chiefs did that to them. The Chiefs have this way, and Steve Spagnolo has a way of convincing you that whatever you came into the game wanting to establish, you can't establish. They they take your strength. They make it seem like your weakness, or they create a false security and a false level of confidence in your own weakness. So with the Bills, for example, they ran the ball okay against the Chiefs. They did. Look at the numbers. The Ravens didn't necessarily throw the ball great um, against Kansas City, but the Bills in particular, like I thought the Bills were still going to win the game doing it that way. Especially when the Chiefs are fumbling at the one and doing some, you know, just stupid stuff. The fact of the matter is that the Chiefs create a level of discomfort in your identity and a level of comfort in some other identity. And until somebody put it that way, I would have never really thought about it. But Steve Spagnolo is making his money in this postseason. And given that. Again, given the fact that Mahomes is the best player on the field, best he's a better quarterback, given the fact that Andy Reid's a better coach, I have a hard time trusting the Niners. Even though I'm looking through the season, Mike, and I, I know the Niners have established themselves as a better team than Kansas City from week one to now. Mm. So they feel th- like a better team. You think that same discomfort will, will affect the uh, 49ers? I do. Because I think that, I mean, people are talking about it. The Niners, and I would say to a certain extent, the Bills were like this too. They had won in some different ways. The Ravens kind of won in one way. And they were playing at home. I know it was sloppy conditions, things like that. But that that's why it was, it was wild to watch how the Ravens tried to attack Kansas City possession after possession. It didn't work. And they kept you know, banging their head against the wall. The Niners can win with McCaffrey. And they can win with Debo. And they can win with Kittle. And they can win with Purdy. And one thing that they've done that's great and one thing that they, they, I'll say this, they might be able to break through on this. Truly. They might be able to break through with the idea that if the Chiefs make Brock Purdy beat them, that Brock Purdy has won some games in the fourth quarter. Brock Purdy has done some things late in games that are magical. After, I can't stress this enough, a disastrous three and a half quarters against the Packers. He was dreadful in the game. They didn't help him. Receivers didn't help him. The ball was never on point, never on target, tipped at the line, should have thrown more pick. I mean, like awful, awful. Purdy was awful. I can't stress enough how bad he was in the game. That last scoring drive, he was money, man. That was beautiful to watch. He made two throws on that drive that he wasn't remotely close to making throughout the game. Then you go into the Lions game, where again, D- Detroit playing really with nothing to lose, they have to win it a little bit of a different way. So what does Purdy do? He uses his legs. He sets up scoring opportunities in a different way, in critical moments. Now, he played better against the Lions too. He was a better quarterback against Detroit. You know, one thing Ben said I want to go back to 
this isn't always the case, but there are some rules of thumb. Like I heard it on Mickey's show and Walt tweeted some stuff about it, and you're going to continue hearing about this. Generally speaking, like generational quarterbacks, it's not 100%, but if you have a generational quarterback, like a Hall of Fame type quarterback, which Patrick Mahomes is, unmistakably, even if you have a guy playing very well, it is not likely that that guy is going to win the game. There are examples of guys who were good quality quarterbacks but not at that level winning Super Bowls over guys that are in that level, Hall of Famers. Uh, Mark Rippon is the example that's been brought up. Um, You know, even if you look at a guy like Trent Dilfer, Joe Flacco, these guys who are more managers, you've got elite defenses. The Niners don't have an elite defense. So Brock Purdy's going to have to, I mean, to me, the Chiefs could pee down their leg. It's possible. But to me, Brock Purdy's going to have to play the game of his life. And he's played, again, he played well late against the Packers, and he played well against the Lions. But he's going to have to play the game of his life. That level of play is not going to be good enough. Because the Lions are not nearly as lethal as the Chiefs in a Super Bowl. And Ben Ben said something too, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give a, myself a little more leash than he gave himself on this. Mike, I think Mahomes is Brady. Ah, oh. I think Andy Reid is Belichick. I just think they're not deep enough into their careers yet. This team is the least likely of the Reid Mahomes teams to play in a Super Bowl. I agree with that. And yet, here they are. And they had to go on the road. One one question I had, I thought the Chiefs were going to get bounced by the Bills. You know why? Because Pat Mahomes hadn't won road playoff games. He had won a, I think I'm right in saying, he had not won a single road playoff game until this year. Never had to. They were so good in the regular season, never had to win them. He wins two road playoff games against Josh Allen and the Bills, who were a better team through the course of the season. And against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, who were the best team in football. Had the best odds to win the Super Bowl when the playoffs started. I think I'm right in saying that. There were a couple that were the Ravens and Niners were up there. I think the Ravens had slightly better odds than San Francisco. I could be wrong. Could have, could have that backwards. But the Ravens and the Niners were the two favorites when the playoffs started. And the Ravens, I mean, the Chiefs made the Ravens look awful. Awful. I think the Ravens had a part to play, certainly. The Ravens helped themselves look dreadful in the game. But... There's something about Patrick Mahomes. When's the last time Patrick Mahomes played a poor playoff game? I'm not talking about the Chiefs losing. The Chiefs can lose. When's the last time Patrick Mahomes played a poor playoff game? The conditions really didn't help Tua in Miami, but that, you want to talk about pee down your leg, that was the Dolphins. 26-7, to not even close. Patrick Mahomes, team that can't catch a cold nice water, they scored 26 points in a tundra. I mean, just frigid conditions. They're able to persevere. They got this team where we talked about from week one till the playoffs started that was marred by drops and fumbles and inconsistency and frustration. And Mahomes is so demonstrative on the sideline now. Look at the frustration boiling over. They're going to have to win this with defense. They're going to have to win this with running. They can't do this. They can't do this. They can't do this. They don't have. They don't have. They don't have. They need. They need. They need. They need. They need. They're not as good here. They're not as good there. They're not as good as them or those guys or that team over there. And every single time Patrick Mahomes has had to answer the bell, he's answered it. 
And I'm not a big Patrick. I, I'm with Ben. I like. I'm not. I'm not out here carrying water for Patrick Mahomes. But man, is it fun to watch him play? Is it fun to watch them scheme to figure out how to do this? By the way, this is the first time they hadn't had Eric Bieniemy. New. I know. I know it's Andy Reid's offense, but Bieniemy's over there as the OC, at least in name. They had to replace their OC this year. There's a learning curve. I'm telling you, Mike. I, the 49ers are better than the Chiefs. They are. But there is something about Patrick Mahomes, and there is something about Andy Reid, and there's something about the Chiefs that just make you think they're going to get it done. I don't know. And you know what? If I were just gaming it out, numbers, stats, teams I like better, players I like better, that kind of stuff, I, I'd take the Niners. I would. <laughs> I'd be with you. I'd be on your side of things. And I'd be with our audience, too. Right now... Before we get a break, we'll give you an update. Get in if you haven't yet on our poll on the website. Who, who you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Right now, the Niners, 54.8% say uh, San Francisco. 45.2% say the Kansas City Chiefs. So more people on the Niners than the Chiefs. Very close, though. Very, very close. I think the game's going to be very, very good. I know we say this every every time there's a championship game, but um, I think this is going to be a very, very close game. And in a very, very close game, coaches, quarterbacks, and defenses win and in my opinion the Chiefs have all three check 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 hour two is done hour three we got a lot more to say stay with us WCCP FM 105.5 Clemson Greenville Anderson WAHT AM 1560 Cowpens 97.5 Spartanburg we are the roar